0: They wander in places like the Himalayan forests where they have no touch with the activities of the materialists. Vijane in solitary places. Na, not Pada Arta Nishta, interested in working for others by giving them the benefit of the Krishna consciousness movement, by enlightening them with Krishna consciousness. Na, not these Vihaya, leaving aside Kripanad. Fools and rascals engage in materialistic activity who do not know the benefit of the human form of life. vim I desire to be liberated and to return home, back to Gahe. Ekara, alone. Not, not, anyam, other, twat, but for you, asya, this sharanam, shelter, brahmataha, of the living entity rotating and wandering throughout the material universes. Anupashe, do I see. Prahlad Maharaj continues his prayers to Lord Nishringadev. My dear Lord Nishringadev, I see that there are many saintly persons indeed, but they are interested only in their own deliverance. Not caring for the big cities and towns, they go to the Himalayas or the forest to meditate with vows of silence. Mauna They are not interested in delivering others. As for me, however, I do not wish to be liberated alone, leaving aside all these poor fools and rascals. I know that without Krishna consciousness, without taking shelter of your Lord's feet, one cannot be happy. Therefore, I wish to bring them back to shelter at your Lord's feet. This is the decision of the Vaishnava, the pure devotee of the Lord. For himself, he has no problems, even if he has to stay in this material world, because his only business is to remain in Krishna consciousness. The Krishna conscious person can go even to hell and still be happy. Therefore, Pallad Maharaj said, Nai Vijay Pradadadaktiya Vaitadaranya, that was yesterday's verse. O oh, best of the great personalities, I am not at all afraid of material existence. The pure devotee is never unhappy in any condition of life. This is confirmed in the Shrimad Bhagavatam 6, 17, 28. Narayana Paratsarvi Nakatashta Nabhigmiti Svarga Pavarga nathake, Devotees solely engaged in the devotional service of the Supreme Personality of Godhead in Narayan never fear any condition of life. For them the heavenly planets, liberation, and the hellish planets are all the same, for such devotees are interested only in the service of the Lord. For a devotee, being situated in the heavenly planets and being in the hellish planets are equal. For a devotee lives neither in heaven nor in hell but with, with Krishna in the spiritual world. The secret of success for the devotee is not understood by the karmis and gyanis. Karmis, therefore, try to be happy by material adjustment, and jnanis want to be happy by becoming one with the Supreme. The devotee has no such interest. He is not interested in so-called meditation in the Himalayas or the forest. Rather, his interest is in the busiest part of the world where he teaches people Krishna consciousness. The Krishna consciousness movement was started for this purpose. We do not teach one to meditate in a secluded place just so that one may show that he has become very much advanced and may be proud of his so-called transcendental meditation, although he engages in all sorts of foolish materialistic activity. A Vaishnava, like Prahlad Maharaj, is not interested in such a bluff of spiritual advancement. Rather, he is interested in enlightening people in Krishna consciousness because that is the only way for them to become happy. Prahlad Maharaj says clearly, nanyam sharanam I know that without Krishna consciousness, without taking shelter of your Lord's feet, one cannot be happy. One wanders within the universe, life after life, but by the grace of a devotee, a servant of Sri Caitanya Mahaprabhu, one can get the clue to Krishna consciousness and then not only become happy in this world, but also return home, back to Godhead. That is the real target in life. The members of the Krishna consciousness movement are not at all interested in so-called meditation in the Himalayas or the forest, where where one will only make a show of meditation. Nor are they interested in opening many schools for yoga and meditation in the cities. Rather, every member of the Krishna consciousness movement is interested in going door-to-door to to try to convince people about the teachings of Bhagavad Gita as it is, the teachings of Vocitanya. That is the purpose of the Hare Krishna movement. The members of the Krishna Consciousness movement must be fully convinced that without Krishna, one cannot be happy. Thus, the Krishna Conscious person avoids all kinds of pseudo spiritualists, transcendentalists, meditators, monists, philosophers, and philanthropists. I was born in the darkest ignorance, but my spiritual master Sri but opened my eyes with the torchlight of knowledge. I offer my humble ways unto him and all members of Sri Paramahala. So, as I pointed out yesterday, this and the previous verse are very important for understanding the mission of Srila Prabhupada in founding and, and developing the Krishna Consciousness Movement and our duties as devotees, sincere followers of OCTANIA and Srila Prabhupada, to uh, try to give Krishna Consciousness to others. In the previous verse, uh, Prahlad, uh, he revealed his own heart, what he's feeling. He said, I am not at all disturbed by anything. He showed that, he proved it, 100%. Remember that his father tormented him so many ways, trying to kill him. Or first he had assigned his henchmen the task, and all the different ways of annihilating somebody at that age that he was crushing under an elephant, poisoning, throwing off a cliff, uh, boiling in oil, whatever you can think of, weapons of all kinds. Pallad was completely protected. He wasn't shaken in his consciousness. He was totally absorbed in thinking of Krishna and meditating on Krishna. Indeed, he is the uh, exemplar for uh, remembering Krishna. There are nine different processes of devotional service and the first one is hearing who is who is the exemplar for hearing okay. does anyone know <laughs> yes maharaj pariksit hearing the Bhagavad and on the other side chanting is the third one is remembering the first two produce the third one and uh, that is Pallad maharaj he's completely absorbed in remembering and thinking of Krishna, and so he's protected. He wasn't. He wasn't. Not only was he did he not die, but didn't he didn't feel any pain. Just imagine what what power that's real shakti, and it, and it really frightened his father. It frightened him because here he, he used all of his uh, powers to try to kill his son, who he saw as a uh, seditious, undermining the the kingdom of the demons. You know. Uh, the worst possible thing—a devotee of the enemy uh, of his arch enemy, who had killed his brother, Hiranyaksha, you know, the elder So anyway, Hiranyaksha uh, was frightened. Uh, where do you get your strength from? You know, from the same place you do, Father, from the Supreme Lord. That was the last thing he wanted to hear. So he kept getting more and more angry, and eventually he challenged him. Well, if your ward is going to protect you, where is, he? where is he now? And you know, was he in this pillar? He said, yes, Father, he said, boom, he hits with his fist, out comes the string it and it's a battle, and when the Kashyapur was ripped apart. Because when we sing that song, Tamakabha uh, Kamalavare, what Sringam, the shingam? does anyone know what those words mean? It's quite an image. Wonderfully sharp. His fingernails wonderfully sharp. It's like, you try to visualize, you know, probably we call them the sharpened, I mean, he would even use the word sharp, these sharpened arrows, meaning that you know, you really work at it to get it sharp. So they're wonderfully sharp, and his body was just like a wasp, you know, and something that instinctively kind of, you know, want to get away from you, right? So dangerous, uh, evil, vicious. And uh, he ripped that body apart. We know that we've seen the picture, the images emblazoned in our mind, right, knowing it be that painting. So that's what happened. And Prabhupada uh, makes the point on the tape, he's giving a lecture, I listen to tapes of Prabhupada every morning, that here's Balad, the son of Aranyakashipu, and he didn't object. His father was being murdered, murdered killed in front of his eyes, and he wasn't, didn't make any uh, uh, objection. That normally would be a great offense, Probably the example, if someone comes in here to kill me and you don't object, you know, that would be a great offense, right? And here's his father, but it was, wasn't an offense, because his archdemon and Palaada was respecting the Lord the Shang David. in fact, he, he was praised for that by, by everybody. So then he offers these prayers, and uh, these last two, he's saying, "I'm not disturbed at all." This word udvijay is, is, is nice to know. What does Krishna say right in the Bhagavad Gita second chapter? He's explaining to Arjuna, who questioned him, what are the characteristics, or the symptoms, Prabhupada would say, of one whose consciousness is fixed in, 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 in transcendence. So Krishna describes this is the second verse he gives. Just, just think what it means, the first line. shu anuvignamana. You know, in any kind of difficulty, one's mind is not disturbed, is equal poised. You know, that's a, that's a difficult platform to come to. When this fire came, you know, I, would, I mean, I, I can imagine that the disturbance. You know, you feel like devotees are not devotees. You know, anyone would accept uh, these exalted devotees who are not disturbed by anything. But that's the platform that Kalad was on. He he was unshakable. So why is he unshakable? He says, my dear Lord, uh, you're already far beyond this river of Aitarani. Aitarani is this river that that runs between the material and spiritual world. To go back to God, you have to cross over. So he says, "You're you're already over there. And as far as I'm concerned, I'm always meditating on you. So I'm also there. This idea of being where your consciousness is at. I remember another lecture Prabhupada gave me, it's in 26 Second Avenue, and you hear all those have you ever heard those lectures, the you only wanted the door open? You know, it's a little storefront and right on 2nd Avenue. I used to drive up and down not up and down, just down, because it's one way. But it's it's usually, you know, busy. You can imagine a speed street with, with trucks on it, or you know, the lights there and then stopping it and starting up. So you hear that behind the lecture. The Prabhupada says, I'm not really here, you know, in in, uh, New York City. I'm I'm in Vrindavan. I never left Vrindavan." he's basically saying, because the consciousness is there. So, Pallad's consciousness is with Mishra on the other side of the the, uh, river, the Baitoni River. In other words, he's living in the spiritual world, and Prabhupada makes that point in his his purport, is that he quotes this this verse from the sixth canto um which is uh nayana narayana paraksarve napshana bhiti svaga apavarga natakesha The darshanam that for the great devotees the the rayana para the rayana those who are uh completely absorbed in thinking of the narayana krishnachana bhiti they're not afraid of anything svaga aphavarga another of three there's three things there one is heavenly planets one is liberation in the, in, the, in the supreme, in Brahman, or hell, abhi darshan. yakta Tuli means equally. They see as, as equal value. As equal. Because they're fixed. Their conscience is fixed in remembering Krishna. So, so he's anudvigna. In other words, he's not disturbed. But then the, the, the third line, says, and, and the second line he says, Why? Because any time, any place, I can chant your glories. Uh, and immerse my mind in uh, an ocean of nectar. Could be a guyana, not chant but sing guyana Mahav- the great nectar ocean of your voice. Madhana chitta means literally to, to immerse my consciousness in your glories. So if that, if we can do that, then we can also become anuvidna, an- an- just like Krishna says in the Bhagavad Gita, dukes anuvidna mana that our, our consciousness can be fixed in any condition. And this, this whole, I can say, I'm not exaggerating an ordeal that you've been going through, hopefully it's almost ended now, reopened. But it, but it's a, a test. And if you're able to maintain your Krishna consciousness and your determination to serve Krishna, even when difficulties come, then you make real advancement. Then Krishna blesses you with this ability to tolerate and to be uh, equal dira and thoughtful in any circumstance because after all the greatest disturbance is going to come at the time of death that's the big test and we're going, to, we're going to need to keep our wits about us and keep our mind fixed in the lotus view of krishna even at that time so that's good to go through austerities in the service of krishna it's training it's making it's like building up the spiritual muscles so from birth he was already there you know, because he was trained in the womb but then he says in the third line, and this is where uh, it really raises the whole thing to another level, But I am anxious, I am uh, in, uh, in anxiety, for all of these fools and rascals who have turned their face from you. Vimukhichetis, I explained that yesterday, that's literally what it means and who are struggling very hard to bear the great burden of trying to enjoy flickering sense gratification in this world. Maya Sukaya. It's a phrase we should remember. Maya Sukaya. Illusory happiness. The illusion of pleasure. But why is it illusory? Well, there's some some pleasure there, but it's very flickering. In another prayer, an earlier prayer, he says, He's saying, what is is this body really a good vehicle for, for enjoyment? And most of the enjoyment is hearing about it. You know, Shruti Sukha, wow, and then they hear about it, no, in other words, anticipation of it. But then it has the nature of Sanskrit, of, of Mrigatrishni. Mrigatrishni is a, is a wonderful word, kind of combination of words. It means that which the deer thirsts after. The foolish deer is looking, is, on, is in the desert, but he looks at, or, or, or is in an oasis. But he's looking out into the desert for the water. doesn't know that, they, that, the, that there's a pool next to his feet, which is covered by vegetation. So he's looking out in the desert. There's a mirage. Oh, let me go. He runs out there. So it's Vrga-trishna. He's thirsting. He? So it, it means a mirage. You don't see mirages here in the desert, right? There's something. And when you get there, it's not there. But when you actually experience the, the pleasure, he says, is that all there is? That's it? And then it's gone. And you can start, you know, trying to do it again. This is how you get entangled. But that's the nature. He's describing it in an earlier verse. You know, in the body, you know, it's a repository of all these diseases and I'm trying to enjoy this Holocaust, like what he knows So these kinds of expressions are important for us because our, in the modes of nature, the mind is always concocting different ways of enjoying, forgetting all about it. Our transcendental and our spiritual uh, mission. So hearing hearing Bhagavatam regularly studying Bhagavad Gita, immersing our mind in its philosophy strengthens the intelligence and, and, and gives us the spiritual strength to control the lower self by the higher self, read the third chapter of Bhagavad Gita, and become habituated to rejecting the temptations of Maya and being and becoming more fixed in Krishna consciousness. So Pallada is the great. Example here. Prabhupada follow perfectly in his footsteps. So I'm, I'm, uh, so these fools and rascals, I'm feeling for them. So the next verse, the verse we read today completes the whole idea. And, and now he condemns at the beginning those who simply want their own elevation. Now this is a very interesting concept because he said, mukti I mean, this is a condemnation. I want to be liberated from, you know, and I have no, I have no interest in anyone else. They're just a distraction, you know. I'm going to go off to the Himalayas or some some ashram somewhere, far away from all of these, you know, karmis or whatever you want to call them, so I can calm my mind and think of the absolute. That's uh, he condemns those for the most part. He says this is what these moonies are, and he says moonies because they practice Malna. You know, that's the origin of Muni. Uh, Mauna means literally silence. They wander and, and vijinate where there are no people. No other people. napa rata Not at all determined to help others. He's roundly condemning them. But as for me, again, in the third line, it, 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 uh, uh, turn, turn, it turns a little bit. naitan vihaya kupanam But I'm not going to give up on these creepiness, these wretches, one says it's vimudas, and then creepiness, that's us. Viva moksha Eko, simply wanting my own liberation, because, for those who are wandering in this world, suffering so much, uh, I don't see any other shelter but you, my Lord. And so the implication is, and I have to be there to give them you. That's what the great Acharyas do. They give us Krishna. They give us access to Krishna. They're representatives of the Lord. And, and this is Krishna himself reaching out to us, to, to as I used yesterday, and it's a, I think it's a perfect analogy, an intervention. We don't want any help, you know, don't bother me, how many, how many people, you know, distribute books uh, you know, hundred people will go by, no time, probably even distributing his BTGs when he started in Delhi, you know, and he wrote an article. I think the article is entitled, no time, you know, no, no opportunity. In other words, I'm busy going to work or busy coming from work or whatever I'm doing. I don't have time for that, you know. But time, time is controlling them. We're all caught in the grips of time. Uddhava has a beautiful prayer, a wonderful prayer in, in the middle of the Uddhava Gita in the 11th canto. It's, a, it's kind of an expansion of Bhagavad Gita. It says, mm-hmm. dashtam janam sampatitam sam bilesam. This is a, a wonderful prayer. This person, myself, he, he, again, just like Pilates, he's taking the, the role of the conditioned soul. Uh, I've been bitten by the snake of time. A some, some belay is, is sometimes used to mean a, a snake hole. I've fallen in this big snake hole. Of the material energy, the material world, in the dark, deep well. I can't see how, I'm helpless. And I'm being bitten by the snake of time. In other words, threatened at any time with destruction, pushed along. Kalahina means. Uh, but at the same time, even though I'm being bitten by time and I can see my demise coming, it's no mystery, I have a great thirst for insignificant sense gratification. Chundrasukha means insignificant happiness. Tarsim, so my only hope is you, my Lord. He's standing there, Christian, in front of him. You know, some pull me out of this hole. Some how by speaking your nectarian words. The same thing Pallad said. Remember the verse we had at the beginning of our meeting here, where he says, "I don't see, any, you know, uh, there's no way out except if you instruct me in your bhakti over." He speaks. So he says, Sprinkle these nectarian words upon me. Appa uh, uh, Varga, which produce liberation. That's the way out. So, Pallad and all of us also should be uh, representatives of Krishna and ready to. Alright, we may not sprinkle the words ourselves, but give that book that will give them the, <laughs> the, the, the same words, the pure words of the, of the pure devotee that will have the potency to turn the, dark, the united souls of this kali their face, back to a Krishna. That's the whole idea. Now, I want to leave some time, because uh, this is in uh, Bharkacharya's appearance today. And it's a very interesting thing about Bharka and his relationship to Lord Chitanya and everything. So I'm going to leave a little time here. But this uh, this is a, uh, a very important verse that Prabhupada is emphasizing. Uh, that, that when you really fix the Krishna consciousness, you can drink that nectar of Krishna consciousness at every time, at every moment. And that completely obviates uh, the suffering that you may be undergoing. Now, it doesn't mean that the don't get diseased, the don't die, they will. But the whole difference is how you're experiencing those, you know? For the conditioned souls, it's like pure torture, you know? All their hopes, for, for enjoyment are curtailed or ended, threatened with the with, with ending. And it, the whole thing is your experience of yourself is going on in your consciousness, in your mind. So even even if you have a, a, you know, a, a slight uh, disease or something that's curtailing your, your efforts at work, whatever it is, for a while, you may be in the greatest anxiety, right? You may be suffering a lot more than the external disease is showing you. Why? You know, because in this crazy society we are we're in, uh, if, you get, if you get sick a little bit, you're, you're, people living paycheck to paycheck, better, you know, people don't have enough money to, to pay for a $400 emergency. Literally, everyone's on the edge, going further and further into debt. And uh, a little disease can cause havoc. You'll be evicted from your home, your apartment, you'll be on the street. Those poor homeless people all become one. All of that's going through your mind. That's suffering. That's suffering. Whereas the, the devotee, oh, this is Krishna's will, do Krishna, Hare Krishna. Take you know, more and more shelter of the Holy Name. I mean, I'm sure there was a lot of really sincere praying and chanting after this disaster happened here. You know, how we, you, you know, that's just the nature of things. If you read the Lee Lamita, an incredible uh, pastime, you can call it. You know, where Prabhupada had a stroke at the end of May 1967. And up until that time, Prabhupada was, was seen to be super, practically superhuman. Here's this 70 year old uh, gentleman, you know, and he's got more energy than we have. the young 22 year old sitting in, 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 the, uh, in the storefront or in San Francisco. It's superhuman. You know, Prabhupada's going here and there, playing hours, speaking for hours to people. But it's you know, it was putting a strain on it. So then suddenly, Prabhupada's you know, seemingly on the verge of leaving his body. And the only remedy, he said, you have to keep, chaining, you have to 24 hour kirtan. He had a small band in New York and a slightly larger band in San Francisco, and that was it. You know, I mean, if he had a hundred, I don't think it was a hundred followers, not disciples. And so uh, they just, they're chanting from the bottom of their heart all night, chanting, chanting Hare Krishna, you know, for the, for because they knew that the problem left his body or he, you know, they disappeared at the end of their Krishna consciousness. They completely depend on our problem. So that that kind of full uh, supplication to, to Krishna is what it takes. I'd like to just tell an abbreviated version of this story. This is, this is a, a real-life experience of one of us meeting uh, a, a modern Hare Krishna who uh, came to Krishna consciousness in the middle of a war uh, in Europe. And he, for that time, I mean, I, I can't really say that he's not, you know, a pure devotee, but for that time, he was completely surrendered, and it's amazing things happened. So the devotee's name is Sharabha, Somebody may remember him. I don't know, he was in San Diego, I don't know if you know. He's now in Washington, D.C., uh, nice doing nice service for Javi there. Uh, quite tall, taller than me, maybe 6'3", or something. And he was, he grew up in uh, what is now Bosnia in the Yugoslavia area that broke up into little pieces. So he grew up there and it was part of the Soviet bloc, you know, so there wasn't really much chance to learn about spiritual life. And it was but he came of age in the late 80s and uh, he uh, was troubled, you know, he, he explains that he was depressed, there was, was suicidal thoughts came into his mind, this and that. So he joins the army. And that kind of straightens him out, he gets him discipline, you know, like that. So he's, uh, he goes in and then he comes out. And then the area where, he's, where he is, he goes and it starts, there's a big war. Do you remember the early 90s? Some of you may be too young to remember that. But there was this horrific war that took place Serbia and versus Croatia, and Muslims were involved. I forget all the details, but it went on and on and on. So he's, he's in the middle of that. He's not in the army at that time, thank God, but uh, it's all around him. So in the meanwhile, he, the, the, the Soviet Union collapsed at the end of, of about 1990. And so books started to come in. You know, all kinds of books, some, uh, uh, spiritual books about TM and this and that. And also some um, problems books. So he ends up, he's rooming with one uh, boy who's got two rooms. They both live in one room the and the other room is filled with books, you know, and they're just reading and with different kinds of books about spiritual life and other things. So he, he, uh, he reads this and that and this and that. He got into TM, mentioned here, probably mentions TM. That's meditation in this, in this report. And uh, that kind of calmed him down he was practicing TM. And after, after a certain amount of time, he gets uh, Bhagavad Gita as it is. And he reads through that and suddenly, you know, it says, This is it. This is what I'm looking for. And he meets some devotees. There were some devotees there, but no temples. And he learns to chant. He starts chanting Hare Krishna. And then he chants and chants and chants. He's taking real shelter this name, you know. And before long, he's got his family going in it and everything, you know. But there's no temple. And he says, i got to find a temple to get a steady association, you know. So then he says, I'm going to uh, Croatia, which is a I don't know, 100 miles away. Uh, but they said, you can't go. This is war. Between here and there, they're killing everybody. The fighting is going on. You know, don't go. So his, his family said, so he waits. And he waits. And then after a while, he can't wait anymore. He said, I'm going anyway. He came across this uh, line. You know, this, this little uh, mantra. Rake Krishna, Mare Mare Krishna, Rake That's another one. Is that if Krishna wants to protect you, no one can kill you. And if Krishna wants to kill you, no one can protect you. God would forgive us. His. So he concentrated on the Rocky Krishna Marake part. If Krishna wants to protect you, no one can kill you. And he said, "Well, I'm chanting constantly, so Krishna's going to protect me." <laughs> that was his. And there were no cars. There's no vehicles. He had to walk, and nobody was going in this war zone. So he starts walking one day from his town. He's walking, 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 walking. Finally, he comes, uh, and you know, he hears the missiles going over. And there's a war going on. And he comes to this burned-out town. Every, every house has been burned to the ground. You know. He doesn't see any corpses, but, he, but it's a horrific scene. Later on, he learned that people were hiding in their basements to try to survive. And uh, so he says, oh, this is you know, heavy duty. Then he keeps walking, and he comes upon a, a cow and a calf. And they're in an enclosure. You know, And uh, there's a big uh, pile of hay nearby, but it's burning. It's on fire, and he, he swears, he said, that he noticed there's tears coming down the eyes of this, this cow in scared. So he's moved and he calls out, anyone here? In this language, of, you know, And uh, he hears this ominous click-click, which he learned in the army that someone's cocking a gun to shoot at him. So he turns around and shows, sure enough, just I don't know what they call it, a tommy gun, know, yeah, yeah 15, something, you know, with multiple bullets coming at him, cut him at him, so he's chaining hundreds and hundreds, and he sees those bullets knocking off, uh, hitting little stones nearby him, you know, this all happens within like a couple of seconds, next time he's, he's flying, he's, he's fleeing, he's running as fast as he can, he's still being shot at, you know, none of the bullets hit him, so he, he runs for 15 minutes, you know, <laughs> way beyond, and the guy didn't go, follow him, and then finally he stops, he's exhausted, and he's am I still alive? Am I really dance this day? But somehow, that was the first miracle, none of the bullets hit him, so he keeps walking, walking like Hare Krishna, walking great, like Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna. You imagine how he's chanting, now! Not stopping. I'll come And so finally, he hears the click and the voice, you know, stop! Who goes there? You know. So he stops. Who is that? He says, I'm just a spirit soul, just a pilgrim, you know. In other words, he, he gives an, an answer that they don't usually get. So they didn't, they didn't shoot right away. Then uh, two soldiers come out of the dark. Dark, and uh one of them is more belligerent. You know, says, get on the ground. You know, we're gonna and stop that chanting, you know. And this I never heard, this because I heard the story before uh Shurva had told it. Uh but he's so he's on the ground, he's chanting, Hare Krishna Krishna. Hare, they got the, 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 the rifle up in his cheek here and he uh, says, Stop chanting, and he doesn't stop. He says he, he read in the Bhagavad Gita, it's good to remember Krishna when you're leaving your body, you know, so Hare Krishna Hare Krishna Hare Krishna. <laughs> So the guy stands up, points the gun at him. He's, at, he's, he's lying on the ground face down. He's got this little bag with some clothes in it. It's not even a backpack. On his back on his shoulder, back shoulder. And the guy pulls the trigger. Boom! You know? He hears that. Change, right? The bullet somehow gets in that bag and is diverted by something. But later on he looked. It was just clothes in there. does not hit the Goes right past him, hits a rock, goes, bounces back, ricochets, and just misses the second soldier. So now they're arguing, each other. you try to kill me. And so with so just lying on the ground. The third guy comes out. He's the boss. He's the commander. You know. All right, get you up. Know, you know, We're going to interrogate you now. So they take him inside. You know, they Some barracks there or something. And then he, he sees the whole group, there's a whole uh, squad of, of guys, and they don't have uh, guns, they have knives, and they're all dressed in black. This is a group that goes out in the middle of the night, you know, maybe when there's no moon, and and uh, assassinates the enemy like that. So these guys are very uh, threatening, obviously. They're standing behind the commander, and he's, uh, you know, being questioned. Okay, where do you, what's your mission? And, and he says, ah, mission, you know, I'm just a pilgrim, you know. so so he, the fact that he was completely unusual, usually, you know, people, are, you know, are, are, are trembling in their boots, you know, and they don't know what, they can hardly speak. And Shara was just calm. He was changing, ching, ching, chin, chin, you know? and so they asked him, right, right, we want to check on you. Give us your context. Show us your ID. So he shows him an ID, but it doesn't like like him anymore because he had long hair, but he had shaved up, you know. <laughs> so now, he said, this, this ID is useless. What's your contacts back where you came from? So he gives them phone numbers. They call up and they check on him and they say, Well, everything checks out, you know. So he, he's on the same side as them. In other words, he's not part of the enemy group, you know, I forget the Croats or Serbs or Muslims, or whatever. So after a while they say, Okay, it checks out, so you're okay, you know. Tomorrow we'll drive you toward Croatia. So this is a great thing now. And uh, so he they give him a little room. But one of the guys you know the, the soldiers with the knives. A young guy he comes and he says, "I heard the name of your mother. That's a Serbian name, isn't it? Was is the enemy to them, you know?" So I'm going to carve you up into little pieces, you know. They're alone, you know. I've done it many times with this very knife. He's very threatening, you know. So Shaburov Shubba is looking at him, you know. No, it's not, it's not. And he's uh, he says after a while he takes out a picture that he's carrying with him. We've all seen this picture. Of, of, you know, uh, Gopal sitting in the forest with a deer he's got a little dog on him, you know it's very pristine, there's no other There's no uh, other human beings there but there's all of these animals so he shows it to this this guy and they're religious in their own way, you know, Christians and he says, oh and he says, this is God he says, "This is God. and uh, so so the guy says, oh she looks so beautiful you know? Okay. <laughs> See, so, so. But the point was he was completely... His heart changed completely. So he's not threatening anymore. So. Next morning, he goes out. They, they're driving him. They said... The two guys in the front, they have all their papers. He said uh, He starts in the back chain, Hare Krishna. He says, if you can go through these three checkpoints, we'll, we know that God is with you, you know, and you're blessed. And so the first checkpoint... The, the guy says, Alright, let's see your papers. So the first thing, yeah, okay, the papers, we're going to be clearing some mines and missions. Okay, you ready. Who's that guy in the back? Oh, he's just, you know, a pilgrim, you know. <laughs> the guy takes one look at him and says, Alright, you know, get out of here. <laughs> so that's a miracle, right? you know, this doesn't happen. It's a war zone, you know. And so the second, the second uh, uh, checkpoint, they don't even stop the car, which is like unheard of. You know, they, they, they didn't stop the car. Third checkpoint is like the first checkpoint. Then they go to the town and the guy said, go with God, you know, you're all. So now he's alone. He's hungry. So he buys some fruit. And uh, he, he, he needs to make an offering. So there's a bench in a park. He sets up these little pictures that he's carrying with him, you know, the the uh, Prabhupada, and Radha Krishna. And he makes his offering. Two policemen come by. Now he's flying so high now that, you know, he's protected by Krishna everything went, So he says to these two cops, do you mind? I'm making an offering, okay? Just wait a minute. (laughs) And they wait. Just like miracle number six, you know? So he makes the offering, and then he says, "Uh, what would you like? And I said, well, let's see your your ID. So he shows them the ID, which is useless. And he said, okay, this ID is useless. They arrest him. They take him back to the third checkpoint. With firm instructions, you send him back to his original town here, because he doesn't have the proper papers. So meanwhile, Shabra is praying in, in, to Krishna in his mind, and he you know, says, Krishna, are you really going to send me back and all that in there? Well, if that's what you want, that's it, you know, Hare Krishna, Hare <laughs> Krishna. Then he remembers he has this basada, you know. So he offers this guard, you know, some of the food. Would you like some of this fresh food? He says, okay, sure. He takes the basada, and the basada does its thing, you know. He says, how am I going to send you back to that time? He goes, oh, get out of here, go, go. <laughs> <laughs> he goes to the, to the border, and it, and it turns out he has some relatives there, who have a house and everything. They take him in, of course. One of the relatives there is in the army. So he has all these contacts. He gets in the papers that he can get into Croatia. with, gets into creation, home free, finds the temple, joins the temple, and then eight years later, he comes to LA and he starts it. So this is an amazing story. It should be a book, really. It should be a, a book illustrated. You know, because it really, I mean, it's, it's 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 one of these things, and this other things that happen, and many things that happen in this town. But this is so dramatic that should increase our faith. Krishna's is really there. If you really feel totally dependent, and you chant from the bottom of your heart, calling out to Krishna constantly, then miracles will happen. You know, and I think you may not see it this way, but I'm seeing. This is a miracle, but this place is coming back together after all that's happened to the destruction. Uh, Somebody explained to me the 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 devastation that took place is almost horrible. You know, some people had to move temporarily. But but uh, the idea is this is what Pala is always is always always calling out to Krishna, always chanting, always remembering Krishna, and always protecting. And then he's be given the kingdom. I don't know. It seems to be still a five year old boy here. You know, but he's the king now, and you, you know, he doesn't want it. He's offering all kind of benedictions. And he says, I'm not a, a, a merchant. You know, I'm not praying to that. Just let me serve you, you know. So he says, OK, the service I want is that you take up the, the kingdom. You know, and so he does. So I'm going to leave a little, a little time to read about Nimbakacharya. Are there any questions on this, these points? This is the mood. These two verses are the mood that we should embrace and, and uh, this is the mood of Sri uh efforts at his movement. Hare Krishna. Krishna. Okay, ready for the, the marker? Well, first, just one verse, maybe one or two verses, about the rasa dance. Now, we am not going to tell the story of the rasa dance. I'm sure you know it in outline you can read it in the Krishna book. But there's a... Uh, there's one, two verses, if you allow me. One is describing... Uh, When the rasa dance actually begins, there's all of this, you know, they they meet and then they separate the gopis are praying and singing to Krishna then he finally comes back and then the rasa dance, chapter thirty-two. So this is a a verse describing how they're they're dancing. Uh, I'll read one line of the Sanskrit, it's quite one. As the gopis sang in praise of Krishna, their feet danced, their hands gestured, and their eyebrows moved with playful smiles with their braids and belts, belts tied tight, their waist bending, their faces perspiring, the garments on their breasts moving this way and that, and their earrings swinging on their cheeks. Lord Krishna's young consorts shone like speaks of lightning in a mass of clouds." So real quick, this purport is very short. Uh, Srinaswama explains that according to the analogy of lightning flashing in clouds, the perspiration on the lovely faces of the gopis resembled drops of mist, and their singing resembled thunder. The word agwanthiya may also be read as agwanthiya, meaning loosened. This would indicate that all the gopis began to dance with their hair belts tightly drawn, these gradually slackened. Krishna Chakravarti points out that the gopis were expert exhibiting mudras, don't know, mudras, right? Uh, hand gestures that express feelings. Thus sometimes Krishna and the gopis would artistically move their interlocked arms together, and sometimes they would separate arms and exhibit mudras to act out the meaning of the songs they were singing. The word paramyasa indicates the gopis artistically and gracefully place the steps of their dancing feet in an enchanting way. And the words sasmitar, yubilasa, indicate the romantic movements of their eyebrows, smiling with love, that were most charming to behold. So this is just a little taste of the rasa dance. Then the blessing, I'll just read the English of the other verse, at the very, very, very end of the five chapters of the rasa dance, there's a blessing verse, the, uh, I'm sorry, which is... Anyone, today you could read that Masudeth, anyone who faithfully hears or describes the Lord's playful affairs with the young gopis of Vrindavan will attain the Lord's pure devotional service. Thus, that person will quickly become sober and conquer lust, the disease of the heart. Okay, and now quickly about Nimbarkacharya. Okay, uh, yes. Okay, Nimbarka, accurate biographies are difficult to find of Nimbarkacharya, yet authorities agree that she, Nimbarkacharya, preached Krishna consciousness about 300 years before the advent of Bodhicitanya. In the da- Navadvip Dhamma the glories of Navadvip Dhamma, written by Bhakti Tankur, he says that Nimbarka had previously worshipped Shiva in Bilvapaksha, Rudravi. This is part of Navadvip. In other words, he has a connection with Navadvip. Lord Shiva appeared before Nibbhaka, instructing him to take initiation from the four Kumaras who were meditating nearby. They also have a connection with Namadhi. Nimbarka received Radha Krishna Mantra and continued living in Namadhi. Following the teachings of the son of Kumara Samhita, he worshipped Radha and Krishna with great love. Soon Radha and Krishna appeared before Nimbarka Then the divine couple displayed their unified form as Shri Chaitanya mahaprabhu so this is the thing, that all of these four greater charges of these four samadharas, they had darshan of Lord Chaitanya. Now this is 300 years before Lord Chaitanya's advent, so he's appearing through the special appearance. So Lord Gauranga instructed Nabaraka. He said, Nabaraka, in the future when I begin my sankirtan movement, I will personally preach the perfect transcendental philosophy of a chincha beda or Veda Tattva. Some of you may not know, that, but it means that's inconceivably simultaneously one and different. We are uh, Chitraveda and so is everything else. I will take the essence of the philosophies of Madhva, Ramanuja, Vishnu Swami, and from you, Nimbarka, I will take two important principles. One, the necessity of taking shelter of Srimati Radharani, and two, the high esteem of the Vajagopis' love for Sri Krishna. So, Vajitanya famously said they're the best devotees. Lord Gauranga then dis- disappeared after instructing Nimbarka. Shedding tears of ecstasy, Nimbarka left Navadri to begin his preaching mission. In Chaitanya Lila, Nimbarka appeared as Keshiva Kashmiri and received love of God directly from Nimai Pandit. So there, there, there are striking similarities between the Gaudiism and the Nimbarkas. The followers of Nimbarka accept the six forms of surrender. Is this is verse describing six forms of uh, accepting everything favorable, rejecting everything unfavorable. Uh, uh, what is it? Uh, what's the next two? you um, Always being uh, humble. Uh. Accepting, Christian. Oh, right, yeah. Accepting Krishna as one protector and maintainer. And as maintainer, that's four. And always remaining meek and humble and having no interest separate from Krishna. They accept those uh, six forms of surrender. Practice the nine limbs of bhakti, as given by Prabhupada. Believe in the Dasha Mula, ten cardinal points of Gaudiya Vaishnava philosophy, which I don't have time to go over, maybe uh, tomorrow. Um, they also worship Radha and Krishna in Vrindavan. They worship Shumatya Radharani, the topmost devotee. They accept the Gopi's love for Krishna as supreme with, with beads and bhajans and kirtans and the barber's chant their version of the Mahamantra. A little bit version. Radhe Krishna, Radhe Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Radhe Radhe, Radha Radhe Shyam 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 Radhe uh, Okay, so he still has a place there in Vandana. And just one more thing I'd like to sh- share with you, and that is... This uh, these these two things that Lord Chaitanya took from each of these other sampradayas is very fascinating. From Ramanuja, Lord Chaitanya took the concept of Alavoid devotion free from karma in kyan, ananya Bhakti, and two service to the devotees, Bhakti Janaseva, the service of the devotees. From Madhva, he took the complete defeat of Mayavad philosophy. You know, if you read the Chaitanya every time there's several pastimes with this famously in Banaras and Prakashananda. Two, worship of the deity of Krishna, understanding it to be eternal, that the, that the form of Krishna is eternal. From Vishnu Swami, the sentiment of total dependence on Krishna. And two, the path of spontaneous devotional service, Raghavarya. And from Nibbaka, he took the necessity of taking the shelter of Radhika and the exalted mood of the gopis love for Krishna. So, and then it describes that Lord Chaitanya actually had each of these four Madhva Vishnu Swami and and Barkha and Ramnugita, they all had darshan of Vachitanya. Even though they all appeared before him, but he appeared from them and told them what he was going to take himself. There, Vachitanya has consolidated and taken the essence of all of these sampradayas, and that's our line. So we're so fortunate. Any questions or comments on any of these points? Yes, can well, We briefly touch on what it means, like jnana um, and yama yoga. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Gyan is uh, it's, it's a kind of a short uh, abbreviation for those who are uh, trying to achieve liberation by simply the, using the intellect. What do the Maya bodies do? Their whole thing is studying the, 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 the Danta Sutra and going on, and trying to uh, stay on that platform you know, I'm not the body, Tatthama, so you are that, you are Brahman. You are so that cultivation of jñāna, without any bhakti, really, is, uh, is, is a shorthand for saying someone who is an impersonalist and trying to merge. So that, that uh, but there is also uh, a very important element of jñāna in bhakti yoga as well. Because uh, what, what are we reading? We're reading the Gita. That's knowledge, reading the Bhagavad Gita. But it's all in the service of devotion. And ultimately, the, the jñāna is given up you know, Lord Brahma, who's the repository of all the Vedic knowledge. Right? He's the original learned person, the Kabi in this universe. And he's, he's saying in his prayers to little Krishna, after uh, he steals the cows and boys, you know, and, calves and boys, and then he uh, realizes that this little boy with fruit and yogurt in his hand is actually my Lord. And he offers these incredible prayers, chapter 14. And one of them, the one you probably would quote most, uh it's the Yasamadapasya of Eva. Give up your effort to to, to speculate and, and cultivate knowledge, separate from bhakti, and simply listen, listen to the transcendental vibrations emanating from the mouths of the pure devotees. And and, and serve those vibrations with your body, mind, and words. In other words, think about them, carry out the instructions, and repeat them. And then you can conquer Krishna. What? I thought, congr- I thought Krishna is a Jita. You can conquer him by love. The point is that, that you can take the love it. and prema-pumata-mahana. The love is the final goal. The gopis aren't, you know, ca- cultivating any kind of knowledge at all. They're the highest devotees. In previous lives, many of them were the, the Vedas, the Upanishads, personified, or the sages of Dhanakaranya. You know, they had, they had all kinds of knowledge. But when they became the, uh, born as gopis and serving Krishna and, and the Rasa dance, they're not worried about knowledge. But they heard things. That, you know, so that's the idea. And that's why that uh giving up jnana and, and karma, of course, is just food of activity. So that that's it, yeah, that's the uh, what is it? Bukti mukti siddikami, sakaliya shantra. The mukti karmis are like the ones who went to jnana. And the bukti, ka- bukti karmis are just ordinary materialists. And the siddhi kamis are the yogis, who just want powers, especially the idea so, all of them are unpeaceful. They can't be peaceful like Pala because they, they, they don't have any place at the lotus feet of Krishna. They don't believe that that's their goal. The only ones who can be really peaceful are the bhaktas who are absorbed in Krishna and feel completely dependent. So, that's, that's where we're aiming to get to that point. Okay, not too far all the time. All glory to Shri Prabhupada. All right. <laughs>